Amen. Second Timothy chapter two, excuse me, verses one through seven. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard among me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him that hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Amen. Amen. Precious Lord, talk to us today about being soldiers. Talk to us today about being strong and united. Talk to us today about fighting a good fight of faith. Father, be with us today, Father God, because we are facing some difficult battles. But we pray that you give us strength to overcome every battle. Your words say greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world or every battle we face. Amen. 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 Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm always talking about folks that call themselves apostles. And, and, and everybody you know here, apostle is someone who has laid eyes on Jesus. All right. So that's just one of the main criterias. Then, uh, then other folks like to call themselves prophets. Um, a prophet is one who spoke what thus say the Lord. Now we live in an age where everybody's calling themselves doctors. The New Testament gives us two words that I can find that we are called. And there's, there's more, but two, two stand out to me. One here in, in, is found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. How about that? Amen. I'm going to spend a couple weeks talking about a good soldier. I, I thought I could get through most of this today, but I'm not going to even try. I'm probably, so I'm probably going to be a little, a little shorter normally. I'm just going to go three 40-minute sermons maybe instead of trying to pack it all into one. And I miss things. But Paul is writing to Timothy, and when, when you read the book of Timothy, these are the pastoral epistles. So these are the, the books of the Bible that Paul gave to Timothy in, 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 in expectation that Timothy would continue to preach them. He would continue to to teach the church that we should be a group of soldiers. I have have a saying that that the Sunday service and the Wednesday night service, we're coming not so much to church in in that term, but to like our army garrison to get our marching orders and get directions so we can go out into the battlefield and battle right and be strong and confident. Because a good soldier is confident of his abilities. A bad soldier wouldn't be. Many of us wouldn't want to be in a foxhole with a bad soldier. Amen. We want to be surrounded by good soldiers. And to be good at anything, you got to be rooted and grounded in that thing. You got to spend time with it. You got you to be compassionate about it. You tell me somebody who's good at something and they're not compassionate about it. Two don't go together. I mean, you want to be a good teacher, you got to be compassionate about it. You got to study. It shows yourself approved. A workman. One who rightly divides the word of truth. One who need not be ashamed. A lot of teachers going to be ashamed because they didn't put the work in. They want to be. They want the title, but they don't want to put the work in. It takes work. 
And if God calls you to be a teacher, he's going to give you the work to do it. Let's move on. One is a soldier. That's really the lowest rank you can be when you, in, when you join the military, you become a soldier. You don't join and become a sergeant or a lieutenant or a captain. You start off as a soldier. Am I right or wrong? Anybody military experience? Private? Okay. I mean, you start at the bottom. Soldier. He's a follower. And this is interesting to me. What's a follower? Someone who is devoted. How about that? A disciple. Someone who wants to learn. Someone who wants to get it in. Okay. Now, one thing about being a soldier, if you want to be a soldier in the in 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 Marines or, uh, or the Air Force or the Navy, did I miss one? The Army? You can just go and list. You can go on list. You say, hey, I want to I wanna sign up. They give you a physical. You pass all the physicals. You're in. Don't work like that in Jesus' army. Don't work like that in Jesus' army. You just can't sign up to be a Christian. I mean, a, lot, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying. I say that. You just can't sign up to be a Christian. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. Y'all know the story. In, in John chapter 1. He, just, he, just, he, he wanted to get to heaven. He wanted salvation. Let me read the story. It said, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. John chapter 3, verse 1. A, a ruler of the Jews. Now, they, now, the Bible throws in, he was a ruler of the Jews, meaning he knew something. Amen. Okay? He was a ruler of the Jews. And the Bible says, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now he's talking to God in the person of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and that wasn't the issue. That wasn't the issue. The issue wasn't him coming to Jesus by night, him saying, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God. The issue was he wanted to go to heaven when he died. And Jesus cut to the core. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't acknowledge none of what he said in verses 1 and 2. And he got right down to the nitty gritty, as they used to say. And Jesus answered and said unto him, wait a minute. Jesus is not going to answer what he said. Jesus was going to answer what was on his heart because he's God. He's omniscient. Okay, He's all-knowing. And he says to Nicodemus, he answers Nicodemus' question that Nicodemus didn't answer. Didn't ask. He says, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. Now, Nicodemus jumped right on that because he wanted to fight that. He knew what it, he knew what it meant. Okay, he said, Nicodemus, all that Jewish tradition, all that Jewish knowledge that you have, all that being a ruler, all that's got to go. You got to go back to start. Okay? Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Soldiers. We got to be just as dogmatic as Jesus was because people try to walk you down, walk you back, try to get you to compromise the truth. You know, well, listen, everybody ain't going to heaven. Let's just face it. Let's just let's just face it. Everybody ain't going to heaven. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. OK, everybody, everybody talking about heaven ain't going. OK. Ah, oh, that's hard. That's hard. Man. Man. Ain't nice. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? And Jesus answered again. 
Verily, verily, in case you didn't hear it the first time, which I think he did. I say unto thee, personal, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Okay? And what do we know about flesh? Flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is why, this is why the flesh wants you to fight you so hard. Because it know it ain't it, when this life, when you when God takes your spirit out of it, mm-hmm. it's staying here. It's staying here. It has no chance of going to heaven. The flesh. Talk about redeem. The flesh is unredeemable. Okay? This shell we living in cannot be saved. Okay? It can only be crucified. Let me move on. Marvel not, Nicodemus. Verse 7. That I said unto you, you must be born again. Let me tell you something. By all, by all, by all rights, theologians, the teachings of Nicodemus, Nicodemus got saved. Historians said Nicodemus got saved. And, and, and the story goes that it cost him everything. Okay? Nicodemus was there when Jesus died. Along with Joseph of Arimathea. Let me give you this one. You get Jeremy read it this morning. He said, he said, he said you notice. But he said, well, how do I get saved? That would have been my question to Jesus. How do I get saved? Here it is. For by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. Okay. Let's talk to the babies. You, you want to minister to the babies? Because I'm going to teach you this. So, so when you when you when you talking to the babies, when they say, Grandma, I want to get saved. And you say, well, for by grace are you saved through faith. Well, that's a hard one for a young person to understand. What do you mean? Grace is God's unmerited favor. Okay? And faith is trusting and believing and committing yourself to the word of God. And I got a good illustration. I got a good one today. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourself. You weren't born with this faith. Okay, you didn't come into the world with faith. You came into the world with an unredeemed flesh. Okay? How do we get faith? Y'all, see, this, this ain't rocket started. I, I, I know I sound like a broken record. Marcus said, I've been here 13 years. Sound like a broken record for 13 years. It's okay. That's okay, but when I asked her what redeem means, she, she didn't even answer because, you know what? She didn't heard this broken record for that many years. But that's okay. Watch. How does faith come? Faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? Stay with me. This, is, this, this was interesting to me because God has opened up a, a scripture that we've studied many times over the years, and, and, and I've seen stuff that I hadn't seen before, and I'm going to share that with you. Okay? But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when Paul says, for by grace are you saved through faith, that means you got to hear the word. Amen. You, 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 listen, 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 you want to you know how to determine whether a false preacher is preaching or not? Mm-hmm. He's not preaching the word of God. He's not preaching the message of salvation. Okay. And, and if he's not preaching the word of God or the message of salvation, folks can't get saved. You can't get saved with, with, without hearing the word of God. Amen. So when the word of God is, is saying and pray and preach, now the ability for folks to get saved is there. The presence of God shows up when the preaching of his word and the singing of his word and the praying is, is there. God shows up. God ain't showing up if his word ain't being preached. Amen. Oh, Amen. oh, Pastor. I'm just being real. 
Let me give you that illustration I was telling you about. I thought it was fascinating. You know, I'm in Acts 16, 25. You guys familiar with this? You guys are familiar with this. Here's Paul in prison. When Paul went to prison for casting a demon out of a, out of a young girl, and now they put him in prison. They put him in the inner, inner stocks, okay? And I'm going to pick it up at verse 25 because it didn't, it didn't, they beat Paul, probably slandered him, probably cussed him out, probably spit on him, everything else, okay? And at midnight, that's where I'm at, Acts 16, 25. And at midnight, watch this now. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Let me tell you something. The best prayer, the best prayers, okay, have the word of God included in them. God loves to hear his word prayed back to him, okay? So, so he, when, when, when you hear these jokers praying and they praying, you know, God made the tree, God made the leaf, God made the, the, the branch. and God. Pray God's word back to him. Incorporate that, deacons and, 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 and prayer warriors, incorporate praying God's word back to him. Okay? When I'm praying for a lost soul, I'm praying for a, a saved individual that's dying, I'm giving them John 3, 16. I'm giving them Ephesians 2, 8, 9. I'm giving them John 14, 6. I'm praying that back to them. Amen. That's what they need to hear. God want, I want God to show up. Amen. I'm, if I'm praying for this, this person who's dying to, to have comfort, I, I, I can't give it to them. I got I to gotta, I gotta invite God into the room. When I invite God into the room and I start singing Amazing Grace. Y'all, you know, somebody say, well, you know, I, I sing to my patients. Amazing Grace. And they love it. Okay. And dying folks love hearing Amazing Grace. Dying safe folks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Watch this now. And sang praises Unto God. They sang and they prayed, and I imagine that the songs that they sang glorified God. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine the songs that they sang gave God honor and glory. Okay? How do I know that? Because God showed up. In verse 25, God showed up. Watch this now. And remember where they put Paul and Silas. They put them into the inner dungeon where the baddest folk. I mean, this will be the equivalent of putting them in the in the place where the where the where the death row. Some of the most ruthless and, and hardest and the evilest inmates were. That's where Paul and Silas were. Now watch this. Watch this. Somebody say, well, how do you know? How do you know that God showed up? Watch this. Let me tell you something. I'm still in Acts 16, 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Imagine that. Prayer meeting in the dungeons of the jail. And sang praises unto God. Watch this. Watch the next part of this. And the prisoners... Heard them. Faith coming how? And hearing by the word of God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. See, see we, we in this situation all the time. Let me tell you something. Everybody in your life that's unsaved mm -hmm. is a prisoner. Amen. Everybody in your life that you know that if you was a, if you was a gambling man, some of y'all watched Kentucky Derby yesterday. If you was a gambling man, if you was a gambling man and you say, you know what? I'm going to put a thousand on Uncle, jo Uncle Charlie going to heaven or hell. Most of us in here would know Uncle Charlie going to hell. We put that thousand on the fact that he ain't saved. Oh, Pastor, Pastor, that's why. You see, see, that's just too truthful for y'all. Oh, see, Uncle Charlie don't have no Bible. 
He don't have no praise. He don't have no pastor. He he don't care nothing about the things of God. And and we still believe that if he died living just like that, he in a better place. He ain't in pain no more. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that foolishness all the time when y'all go to these funerals. Y'all go to these funerals. And, and in y'all heart of hearts, and I know y'all, y'all too nice to say it out loud. That pastor lying. <laughs> y'all, see, y'all just too nice. I, I'm, 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 I'm nicer than most of y'all because I'm telling the truth. Amen. Y'all sit there and say, nah, 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 nah. that brother lying up there. That man don't care nothing about this. Let me get back to my study. Don't get sidetracked. The prisoners heard them. What did they hear? Praises unto God. They heard, they heard Paul and Silas thanking God through prayer, thanking God through praise, and the prisoners heard them. Heard me, they understood what they were saying. Je- Jeremy read it when he read when he read Ephesians 2 and 1, and the Bible says, and they were quickened. They heard and they were quickened. The power of God came. First thing you got to do before you, can, before you can hear the word of God, first thing God got to do is what? Wake you up. He had to wake them up, wake them up out of their deadness. And now they heard Paul. Okay? And suddenly, verse 26, the, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands was loose. The power of God showed up in this prison and loosed these folks. These prisoners were, were, were saved. They heard and they were saved. How do you know that, Pastor? Let the scripture, let the scripture explain it. Okay? Okay? Prisoners were woke out of their deadness, realized that they were sinners in need of a savior, because I'm pretty sure that's what Saul, Paul and them were singing. Or praying. I imagine he said, pray for all these, pray for all these prisoners in here that they would hear the word of God, that they would accept Jesus as Lord and say, hey, listen, what else would Paul talk about? See, see, now, see, see, what we like to do is if, if it was us in prison, first thing we want, phone call, call my lawyer, call my mama, call mama, mama, mama in prison. See? Then if we stay there too long, we want a food box. We want some commissary. You know, help me, mama. Help me. I'm in prison. Not, not, not Paul. Not Paul. Not Paul. Paul said, we preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Then he said, then he said later on in, in the second Timothy chapter four, and he said, be instant. In season and out of season. So I don't, I mean, Paul wasn't no crybaby. He was a soldier. And if he got put in prison, he knew that he was put in there for a reason. Folks got saved. Amen. Folks got saved. And everyone's bands was loosed. Okay? They was free to go. They could have ran out of that prison. They could have ran out of that prison and been gone. Like the nine lepers. Okay? <laughs> okay, now watch. Power of God. Power of God on full display. The foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately the doors were open. Verse 27. And the keeper of the prison... Waking out of his sleep. Quicken him too. Listen, before you can ask God to save you, you have to realize you need to be saved. Okay? A lot of of people won't ask for help because they don't think they need it. You you talk to a person on drugs or alcohol, the hardest thing to do is to admit that you got a problem. Okay? So, so now the keeper of the prison, now watch this, he's going to admit that I got a problem. And the keeper of the prison, waking out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword. He had a problem. And he was going to kill himself. And he would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled, because he knew what kind of prisoners they was. He knew what kind of prisoners they was. He knew if they had an opportunity to get up out of there, they was getting up out of there. Okay? Okay, but Paul, here we go again. But Paul, here we go again. Cry with a loud voice, saying, "Do thyself no harm, 
for we are all here. How about that? How about that? A lot of symbolisms in this. And then he called for a light and sprang in and, and, and came trembling. Now, now, anytime I see the word came trembling, you know, I I'm instantly go to Philippians where it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Here he is. He's working it out. And he came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, here we go. Here we go. Here's why a lot of people don't get saved. Because they don't think they need to be saved. He knew he needed to be saved. And he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? But you gotta you gotta ask, you 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 get you get a loved one to come come to that point in their in, in their confession of, of being a sinner. Well, you 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 there. You can't be saved if you don't think you need to be saved. What must I do to be saved? Faith cometh how? And hearing by? Here's what Paul's answer was. You want to be saved? Then, and, he, and, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me stop there. I know I'm, I'm broken record. I'm in broken record mood. Okay? What does it mean to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Believe that he truly did or truly was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on Calvary's cross, not for his sins, but for ours, was buried and rose on the third day. And, and that's, that's what it means. It don't mean, well, listen, I'm going to get two illustrations. I'm, I'm I'm I don't mind being in trouble. Hey, my Facebook is going to cut off. <laughs> see, 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 in order to be saved, you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? That's right. Okay? Burial, death, burial, resurrection. You got to believe all that. You want to be a Catholic? Say you get, you, get, you get tired of being a Christian. Tired of going to Christian church. Tired of being a Baptist. Tired of Reverend Neil, broken record sermons. I want to be a Catholic. Okay? Here's all you have to do. Okay? Here's what you have to do to be Catholic. I wrote it down. A person is said to be fully initiated to the Catholic Church when he has received the three sacraments of Christian initiation. Baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. Yeah, now you're a Catholic. What must you do to be, to be a Christian? You must be born again. Okay? How are you born again? How are you born again? You have to hear the word of God, okay, and by faith accept it as truth and receive Jesus Christ. I don't want to be a Catholic. I want to be a Muslim. You want to be a Muslim? I'm going to show you how today. Nothing like being Christian. So you can decide to be a Muslim, okay? You do your prayers, do your little... Five slots a day, and get your rug, and you face the face the east, and you know you stop eating ribs and BLTs and catfish. <laughs> but, but you gotta say this. You gotta say this prayer. You wanna be a Christian? You wanna be a Muslim? Here we go. Now, I, you know, I, I seen it done. I'm all years in prison because them boys come in, and you know, they, they they think. See, when you're in prison, when you're in prison, you get a number, and you come in, and you weak, and you. Weak, and you know you're gonna get took, and you know you're gonna be somebody's boy. <laughs> so you think, so you think if you become a Muslim, you got protection. But some of the biggest homosexuals in the prison was the Muslims. Okay, so they become a Muslim. They say, well, "I'm gonna be a Muslim," and you know they, they, you know they, 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 they think they tough. Let me tell you something. You want to be tough? Be a Christian. Be a Christian. It's what makes you tough. All right? Anybody can be a Muslim. Here's how you be a Muslim. Okay? Here, here we go. To convert to Islam and become a Muslim, all you need to do is to say the below testimony with conviction and understanding. Here we go. Ashada and la alaha Allah Allah wa ashadu Muhammad Muhammad Rashalu Allah. Now you're a Muslim. 
Just like that. Seriously. Y'all want me to translate that? <laughs> Here's what it means. I bear witness that there is no true God except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is the final messenger of God. That's what it means. Now, what's that saying? Because I've heard Christians, not me, say, well, well I, got a, I got a good friend that's a Muslim. Let me tell you something. I have no friends Amen. that are Muslims. Okay? Amen. I have no friends that are Muslims. If I go out to eat dinner with a group of Muslims, I am getting a whole rack of ribs. Okay? All right? Now, some of you guys will go out and eat with Muslims, and, and they would eat whatever they want to eat. But you guys would say, well, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to offend the Muslim. You know what? No, I'm going to say, give me the whole rack. <laughs> let me tell you what that means. Let me, let me share with y'all. I know I wasn't going to get far. Because we need to know this stuff. We're living in crazy times. Okay? So when it says, I bear witness that there is no true God except Allah. Okay? And I bear witness that Muhammad is the final messenger. Basically saying, Jesus Christ means nothing to Islam. I don't care what Farrakhan says. He can make it sound good, but he will never, you will never hear Farrakhan call Jesus the Messiah. Never. Never. He's a good teacher. Well, it, it, when you say that, when somebody says, well, Jesus was a good teacher, really, that's, that's as, as offensive as it can get. Because Jesus said he wasn't a good teacher. Jesus said, I and my father are one. Okay? He said, I am that manna that came down from heaven. Okay? So when someone, someone said, well, Jesus was a good teacher, he wasn't a, he was a good teacher, but that wasn't his title. Amen. Who do men say that I am, said, said Jesus to the apostles? Who do men say that I am? Well, some say that Elijah. Okay? But whom do you say that I am? Peter, Peter couldn't get it out fast enough. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. How about that? Tell that to your Muslim friends when they say Jesus was a good teacher. No, he was the son of God. Amen. Say that. Help me. He is the son of God. Okay. And I love, I love Islam. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. You know, I, I, y'all believe what you believe. Believe what I believe. All right. But don't come telling me he was a good prophet, a good teacher. He was the son of God. Let's keep moving. See if I can get a couple of these points out. Y'all can ask me questions later on. I know that was interesting to me. I don't hope it was interesting to you guys. So when you, when you become a soldier, when you become a soldier. In the army, you don't enter. The, you don't enter. The, you don't enter the army. You don't enter the Marines as a big shot. You enter as a soldier, okay? Private, whatever, okay? And they tell you what to do. You ain't going there with your dreads, okay? Well, maybe they changed it. Who knows anymore? I mean, you know, it's changing. I ain't gonna even go there. All right, okay? Here's my point. Here's the Bible's point. When you become a child of God. No, folks don't like to hear it. But you become, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll put it now, you become a servant of Christ. Amen. How about that? How's your servant? You become a servant of Christ. Let me put it, let me just give it to you like this. You become a slave. I know somebody, I ain't nobody's slave. I'm tired of talking about slavery. I'm watching Roots and the color purple and all that. No, 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 no. When you come to God, when you come to Christ, when God saves you, you become a slave. If you are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're a slave. Give me some scripture. Okay. You know, you know I have some. Okay. Okay. Because you was bought with a price. Okay. First Corinthians 6, 19. What? That one said, you, 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 you don't want to be a slave? You, you, don't, you ain't acting like a slave. You ain't acting like a servant. What? Paul says, what? 
Know you not that your body is the temple of God? Excuse me, of the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. And you are not your own. How about that? Amen. That's a game changer. Folks don't want to preach that because folks don't want to hear it. You are not your own. You come in here tell me, telling you want to do what you want to do. I come to church when I want to come to church. I serve when I want to serve. I give when I want to give. That ain't what servants do. That ain't what slaves do. That ain't. I can't wake up and say, oh, I don't feel like going to church. I'm lay here with Cindy. I'm going to lay here and go out on the grill and chill. Slave coming in, come in. You know, I'm a slave. God come and pop me upside the head. They used to call them crackers. People say, yeah, you're a cracker. A lot of us didn't know what they meant when they say a cracker. You know what a cracker was? Call a white person a cracker. You're a cracker. I don't call white people crackers. What a cracker was, what a cracker was in slave days is when, when the slaves would be slacking. They'd be sitting around talking. You know how they do on the job now, you know. The guy hiding in the closet. Guy hiding in the closet. They say, why are you hiding in the closet? And they say, well, you know, they say good workers are hard to find. Um. <laughs> okay, that's just to break it. You know, you sit around doing nothing. And then the crackers would come with the whip. Crack the whip. You know, you get up real fast, like like you're busy. That's what they call them crackers. Listen, listen, let me get back to let me get back on course. For you were bought with a price. Watch this now. Therefore, glorify God in your in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Your body and your body's filled with the spirit of God. You belong to God. You've been bought. And goes to price, his blood, neither by the blood of goats or in cast, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. Here we go. Having obtained eternal redemption for us, for us. Hebrews 9, 12. God died so that we could receive eternal redemption. Not just redemption down here, but eternal redemption. Okay? There's a life to come. Okay? There's a life to come, and some of us are closer than we think. See, we sit in this room, and we look at Blanche, and, and, and we say, well, you know, she's the oldest one in here. She's going to be the next one to go. Let me tell you something. They've been saying that about Blanche for the last 25, 30 years, and she didn't bear a whole lot of folks younger than her. Okay, Blanche probably ain't been to a funeral with anybody older than her. Think about that. See, so we, so 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 we have this eternal redemption, and we didn't we didn't get it on our own. God entered once into the holy place, obtained and he obtained eternal redemption for us, redeemed us. We was under the law. We was under the law. Know what the law did? The law said you were guilty. Nobody could keep it. Nobody could keep it. And Jesus came. Galatians 3.13. Jesus came. And it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How about that? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do it? Being made a curse for us. For it is written. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. How about that? He hung on that tree, meaning the cross. Not for any sin he done, but for us. I like to Mississippi Mass Cry. I say, he could have come down. The nails didn't hold him to the cross. He could have came down. He had all power. He, he never left his power. Or his power never left him. He had all power. He could have came down. But he didn't. Somebody said, I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't. Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. I can give you two more. I can give you three more. I can give you four more because the scripture is just loaded with the fact that Jesus Christ is our master. Is our master. I don't have a problem with it. Hope you don't. So Paul writes again in, in Rome, talk to the Roman people. Never. He never. See, Paul never left the scriptures. It didn't matter where he went, whether he was in preaching the Hebrews in a Corinthian church, the Galatian church, the Ephesus church, Rome. It's all the same. All the same. 
So if y'all want something new every, every Sunday, well, the pastor got, give me something new today, something new today. You know, a lot of these hotshot preachers got some new stuff all the time. It ain't in the Bible. Okay? It ain't, I, I don't want, and listen, line, line up what you're saying with the scriptures, okay? Let the scriptures explain to me what you're trying to teach me. Okay? Here's Paul writing to the Romans. He says, talking about slaves, and that's what we are. Y'all don't like that. I know black folks don't like being called slaves. I don't know what to tell you. That's what we are. Okay. Okay. For none of us live it to himself. How about that? Romans 14, 7. And no man dieth to himself. Okay. For whether we live as Christians, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Would, would you have it any other way? Would you have it any other way? Okay. You live for Christ, you die for Christ. That's, 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 a, that's a winning combination. You live for Christ, you die for Christ. We live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. That's scripture. For to this end, Christ died. Christ both died and rose and revived. Why? That he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. That, that's, 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 to me, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I live for the Lord. And when I die, I'm going to die for the Lord. I ain't having no other way. Whether I live or whether I die, I'm going to die for the Lord. And I expect him to come get me. Okay? That's my expectation. Listen. Whew. Acts 20 and 28. Just for, this might be the last one, just for time's sake. I think I feel like I covered a lot today, and I don't want to jump into another big subject. Acts 20 and 28. Here, 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 here's Paul again, talking to Acts. Now, I've given you Paul in Acts, Paul in Romans, Paul in Galatians. I believe Paul's a writer of Hebrews, and Paul in 1 Corinthians. How about that? The message never really changed. The greatest preacher of all time, it never really changed. Here we go, Acts 20, 20 and 28. Paul says, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. Talk to the, talk to the leaders of the church and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. You know the problem. You know the problem we have today. We got a lot of overseers that don't have the Holy Ghost. That's why they. That's why they need money. That's why they need money. You know, money. They need money. Give me a love offering. Give me your ties. Bring your ties to the storehouse. And this ain't no storehouse. They just get that money. Okay? Paul said, Paul said this. I think it means the preachers. He said, Paul said, I've been young and now I'm old. But I've never seen a Holy Ghost filled preacher forsaken or see begging bread. Amen. Hmm. And even, and even, if you, even if a preacher hit hard times, and Paul did. Paul hit hard time. You know what Paul said? Paul didn't ask for no love offering. You know what he said? He said, I know how to abound. Uh-huh. And I know how to I know how to base. All right, I know how to I can eat the I can eat the porterhouse steaks and I can eat the beans and rice. Amen. If it comes down to it, I can just do the ramen noodles. <laughs> okay, but if it's if it, if it's God's will, you know, bring on the T-bones. Let me read that from the beginning. I'm going to push it. I'm going to be done. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. Okay? No Holy Ghost, no overseer. O- overseer got to have a Holy Ghost. Okay? And, and, to, ask, and to, to ask, answer your question earlier, you asked me this morning, Columbus. An overseer, an overseer is a man. Okay? He's talking about overseers, he's talking about preachers, pastors. To feed the church of God. How about that? He made you overseers for one reason to feed the church of God. Okay? And 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 the, and the church should have a peculiar appetite for the word of God. See, see. See, if you, if you send your kid, you give your kid $50, 
and send them in the Sam Club and say, get, get the groceries. Y'all know it's coming out there. You know when if I said I say my my go in this here in fifty go in the Sam Club and 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 get the groceries. You know what she coming out with, right? Okay, popsicles, gummies. That's it. Fifty dollars worth of popsicles and gummies. That that wouldn't even be a lot because the box she get cost about fourteen dollars. So, but the church, the people of God, ought to have an appetite for. The word of God. Y'all don't want to hear. Y'all, y'all, to, y'all to be like, man, I ain't, he ain't say no. I used to go to churches and preach and never preach, never said a scripture. Just talked. Like I was talking to my financial advisor or somebody or a social worker. I'm sitting here like, no, I want to hear the word of God. Like, some people, you know, some people go to go to the restaurant and order just appetizer. Well, that's fine. Okay, I mean, that's a big appetizer. Let me, let me finish this. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. That, 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 know what that means? Make sure you, make sure you write with God. Make sure you, make sure you, you study and you prepare. Make sure you doing the things that are acceptable to God. Talking to the overseers. And to the flock over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseas. Watch. To feed the church of God. Why is this so important? People say, well, you don't need the church. You don't need to go to church. Church church is just a building. that's, That's not what this says. He says, feed the church of God. Which he have purchased with his own blood. Okay. For I know this, Paul says. If you don't feed them. Okay. After my departing, grievous wolves shall enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Now, what's the problem there? So you got a flock that hasn't been fed. And a flock that hasn't been fed is a weak flock. A weak flock spiritually. I'm talking about spiritually fed. You can be 400 pounds. And not be spiritually fed. Alright? Okay, so it's not it's not dependent on, on physical food we're talking about here. It's spiritually you can be weak and not able to discern that you're not getting the right stuff. And these grievous wolves coming in. What's a grievous wolf? What's a grievous mean? Trouble. Problems. Okay? So they coming in doing what grievous wolves doing. Do. Bringing grief. Bringing grief among the flock. Okay? And they shall enter in and watch it say, not sparing the flock. How about that? Not sparing the flock. Just wipe them out. Clean them out. Okay? You already know. Sitting there around down the street and so many churches just closed, shut down, and look tattered. Look tattered. I'm sitting here like, what's going on? Churches just under attack. Because the grievous wolves come in. You can't even, you know, a lot of churches in Youngstown begging for pastors right now. Begging for pastors. You know why they can't get them? Can't pay them. Most pastors come here, they, they want five, six hundred dollars a week. Let me tell you something. There ain't a church in Youngstown, there ain't a black church in Youngstown can pay a pastor $75,000 a year. Think about that. All, all, all of us in here on fixed income. How am I going to get $75,000 out of 30 people? <laughs> I, I, I see, see, I, see, I, I can't even. It's, it's unthinkable to me to walk to ride up in your church. You ain't got enough money to cut the grass, but you making you you getting fifty percent of whatever they giving. Wow. But you can't cut the grass. Everybody got on sweaters, <laughs> coats, and sitting in church coats on. Can't pay the gas bill, but the pastor he getting paid. That's a grievous wolf. I don't know. Okay? Everybody hiring. Everybody hiring. Listen, listen, you got if you got 20 members, you you ain't full time. I mean I mean you got you got you got you got 60 members, you ain't full time. Hey y'all. 
I got three. I got. I get two phone calls a day. Seriously, I get two phone calls a day. I get. I get my morning call. Then I call my job in. I get my morning call in, and then the social workers or the nurses will call me one time and ask me what was on my schedule. That's it. Nobody call me. Cindy may call me every once in a while. <laughs> Nobody call me. I talk to I talk to other people. I, I I go to the gym. I go to just a pastor at the gym. Big shot pastor. He's a big shot. He's a bishop. You know, everybody call him bishop. And he's at the gym. And, and, and he's on the phone the whole time. Then he put it down. Phone ring again. Phone. I'm sitting here like you, all, his whole workout is just picking up his phone. <laughs> I'm like, man, big shot. I turned my phone off. Dear one of y'all call. I'm not answering the phone while I'm working out. I'm just not gonna answer. My workout's important. All right. Y'all know that's true. Y'all already told me I can't. I, if I get fat, y'all gonna fire me. So, <laughs> where I'm at? Uh, I'm gonna get ready to do communion. Seriously, Acts twenty and twenty eight. Y'all study that verse. Take heed to yourself and the flock that over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseer to feed the church of God. The church of God needs fed, and it don't want junk. God don't want His church. That he died, he, that he purchased with his own blood eating junk. For I know this, Paul says, for I know this, that after my departing grievous wolf, after my departing shall grievous wolf enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own self shall men arise speaking perverse things, mutilating children, transgenders, and, and homosexuals on the organ, and homosexuals dancing and prancing around the church. Nobody's saying nothing. Nobody, nobody's saying nothing. For years, years, nobody's saying nothing. Oh, he sounds so good. Whew. Speaking perverse things. To draw away disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that after the space of three years, watch this, I cease not to warn Every night, every one night and day with tears. That was Paul's ministry. Somebody said it this morning. I mean, the preacher's job is to warn people. That's all. This ain't comfortable. Preaching ain't comfortable. Preaching ain't comfortable. Let's close. No, I mean, went over.